Aaron Lawler-Patterson, The Goodness Chick. I'm a podcaster, motivational speaker, author, counselor, and proud part of the Mental Health News Radio Network. Join me on the journey of navigating the joys and pitfalls of life, addressing mental health, addiction, raising kids, and giving back. If it takes a village, then join me as one of those villagers. Villagers wanted. So with about a week and a half left in the month of April, um, something that's been kind of weighing heavy on my heart was it being Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And um, last week's episode, it's something we hit on. Um, and it's just been, been a topic and an issue that has been weighing very heavy on my heart really in recent weeks. Uh, and I kind of wanted to begin the close out of April with hitting on this once again, kind of from a different angle. Um, I believe when it comes to just how ridiculous the prevalence of sexual assault is, it's 100% heartbreaking. Um, it is a violation that is not only rampant, uh, but it's something that's preventable. It's something that is traumatic in a million ways. It has, you know, when we think about trauma, it's like these, these tentacles that kind of come down when it comes to what's involved when somebody has been um, assaulted. Someone has been um, subjected to this type of trauma. Uh, and I, I remember probably a few years into uh, me being a counselor where there was a demeanor, um, a feeling that I would get uh, in, in the way that a student would speak where I already knew before they told me that something had happened to them. Um, unfortunately, it was kind of became, it, it's so common, it's so common, it's heartbreaking um, where something had happened in somebody's childhood. Um, and this is a heaviness with whoever you talk to that has been subjected to this, that you wear with you. It's a weight that you take with you that you don't want anybody to know. You're carrying this with you. But at the same time, I think for most people, this need um, for that burden to be lifted for somebody else on the earth to know, right? Uh, and, and we live in some really scary times. I, I, I really feel that way. Um, I mean, it, it can be petrifying when it comes to raising kids, when it comes to having you know, or being, you know, a young person or of any age, really. I mean, it's everywhere. Um, I do believe that we can come up with strategies that we have to repeat and reiterate and go over and over again with our kids, um, regardless of what age they are, both boys and girls do not get in the mindset that this does not happen to boys. That is far from true. Um, and it's something that when we kind of ingrain this with them, these, these, lessons, these, you know, suggestions, these tips, I believe it can kind of, man, it can strengthen them. Nothing at all is 100%, but I think it can guard us a little bit more than when we go ill-equipped. Um, some of those messages being that your body is your body. It's yours. Nobody can touch you without giving verbal permission. Um, and permission is not something, it's neither something guilt-driven um, or fear-driven. Um, pressure to do something that's not that's not an okay that's not a green light um, and that on, on the other end you cannot touch uh, anyone else without their permission um, and this includes right if they are unconscious and you could say well that's common sense not always common sense or if they're inebriated all right whether that's alcohol whether that that's pills boom it's off limits no that's a no uh, conveying that conveying that conveying that um, 
on both ends of it to our, our, our boys and girls is so, so, so important. Um, it's, it's also from a very young age, and I know, you know many people have done this, where it's telling our kids um, what no touch is, right? Um, and that if it happens, this is a big one, that telling, telling you, their parents, or kind of giving this caveat, someone that they, as an adult, very greatly trust, it's it's okay. It's giving them the green light that they can tell somebody that this has happened, no matter what kind of threat that that perpetrator um, has said to them. That it's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You can talk to us. Talking to someone, getting this off of your chest. Um, I believe as parents, our reaction that we have when we hear this news is way, 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 way important. Way important. Um, it's not no matter what, however the circumstances are described, it's not getting mad, it's not getting angry and raising our voices, it's hugging, it's loving, it's caring, it's being compassionate, and it's moving mountains to get them the support that fits them, that help that fits them, not us, and, and their hearts, and it's being patient. I'm gonna say that again, it's being patient and, and, and finding that support and help that fits them. Fits them, fits them, fits them, fits them. It's so important. Um, because the reality is that trauma affects every single human being differently. It does, you know, we might have some that, that end up lashing out and acting in ways that are just rageful. Um, Self-medicating, you know, they, they, they start or, or escalate drinking um, or smoking or, or toxic relationships or pushing people away, isolating themselves. I mean, there's so many different types of reactions when it comes to trauma, this hurt. There's no blueprint. But what I can say is the, the, the being there, um, when the time's appropriate, if they decide to talk, it's listening. Not, not talking, it's listening. Um, it's being present. It's being present is such an important thing um, because too often um, something may have happened to somebody that we care about without us even realizing it. Um, you know, we hear with Me Too, uh, there's so many people, males and females, um, that have been uh, hurt. And um, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I think about, you know, I'll share this with you, even within my home when, when I was growing up, we, um, we had a cousin that caused uh, a hurt within our own household um, that, uh, that is just, you know, it sticks with you forever. Um, you know, I remember feeling in high school uh, a million emotions of guilt, of anger, of rage, mostly at him, uh, mostly at him for never being held accountable um, and, and the damage that it causes um, and, and, you know, other family members not um, acknowledging or just it's, you know, thing of the past. And what we need to realize is trauma is real. Trauma sticks, trauma sticks. And, and part of that is, um, being able to unstick things, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I, I remember, man, sitting with countless kids over the years, sharing 
them sharing with me how they had been harmed by somebody, whether that was a family member, a neighbor, somebody that they had, you know, before had considered a friend. Um, and so with this, I say pleading to you, pleading with them, okay, giving them the green light to kick or scream if someone tries something at whatever age they're at, whatever age. And if that person threatens their, to harm their family or somebody else they care about, it's not true. And telling somebody is encouraged and telling somebody is okay. It's okay. It's giving the okay. Um, I, I, I have found myself increasingly passionate. Um, about this particularly, I mean, for a long time, but in, in the past few years, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this, it's like the line of people um, I've known, I mean, it's crazy that have been hurt. And uh, I mean, I'll even, uh, you know, saying this, you know, I had a, a church I attended a number of years ago with a pastor um, was a child predator. And, and, and this, you know, came out like, wah, ah. So my daily prayer, sharing this with you is keeping my eyes open, my heart receptive and aware always, always, always of the dangers surrounding my family and the ones I love in prayer, the prayer of protection. Um, and you might think that sounds strange, but um, my faith is something that has sustained me through some crazy times in my life. And I believe in the power of prayer. Um, so, but I throw this at you. What happens when it is us who've been hurt? or somebody very close to us has been hurt. I say again, be supportive. Don't judge. Don't judge. Love like crazy. Listen. Listen like crazy. Um, if they want to talk, listen. All right? And if they don't, um, then don't continuously pry. You may want to ask questions, you might be curious, you may just be uncomfortable, so sometimes blah comes out of our mouth. Be careful of the words that come out of your mouth. Um, and you know, I, I think sometimes we can think supportive means being talkative. It doesn't have to be talkative, it just means being present. It means um, running out and getting a cup of hot chocolate with them and maybe not even talking about at all what's happened. Um, it's not ignoring it, but nobody wants to talk about things all the time, right? And if they do, it's, it's fine to give a caveat once in a while, hey, I'm here, I'm here. You know, given that green light, but when it's a constant, um, we kind of feel inundated, right? Um, you know, and, and throwing out the counseling, and the counseling is a support positive instead of as a punishment, because when we throw it out as a punishment, nothing good comes of that. I'm going to tell you nothing good. Um, we need to be aware. We need to, as human beings, we need to be on guard. Um, you have kids who are middle school, kids in high school, kids in college who are socializing. I will say this a thousand gazillion bazillion times please tell them whether they have a water they have a sprite they have a lemonade they have an alcoholic beverage okay um don't put your drink down don't ask somebody that you don't know to hold it don't put it down on the table and run to the bathroom or run and grab something to eat and come back get a new drink or you have a drink with a lid on it 
Um, and I like so, 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 so important. Um, GHB, the date rape drug, Rufies, is out there. Um, I read an article not too long ago um, about there's, uh, I don't even know how to reference it, um, but these guys that came up with um, like an arm, uh, like a wristband. And you can put your finger in the cup and you put a, you know, a drop of, of whatever the beverage is uh, onto the wristband. And if it has any, anything um, that's within it besides the beverage, right, you know, it's GHB, it changes a different shade of color. Holy smokes. Uh, they even came out with, I don't know if it's on the, online yet, um, but nail polish that you could dip your, your finger into your drink. Um, we need to be proactive. We need to be talking about these things because it happens. Um, I have seen, and this, this makes my heart ache. Um, it makes me very uh, um, frustrated and upset when I've you know, brought this particular thing up and, and not roll their eyes and that it's something that doesn't happen. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I will share, I'm gonna share this with you. Um, number of years ago, right? It was, it was before I was married, um, I was working full time. Uh, I was a responsible adult. Um, I was not out doing anything crazy train, out for dinner, right? I had a half a glass of wine. Um, I had excused myself from the table because I was feeling kind of weird. Um, words can't even describe kind of how I was feeling. Um, and I had gotten up and uh, had kind of made my way to go to the bathroom. Um, and I can tell you the rest of the night was very blurred. Moments um, of awareness, moments of disorientation. I do know for a fact that I was followed to the bathroom um, and I was assaulted. Um, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, I was preyed upon and I was victimized. And, um, you know, I, I have shared this with, with very few people. Um, and it's something that over the years, it's been through prayer, lots, lots and lots of talking to God, yelling, crying, um, hitting punching bags, long runs and so forth, writing. Uh, and the ultimate you know, kind of was this mental release of what happened. Um, that was, that has been my way of dealing with it. And I say like, seriously, everybody, everybody, it's, it's just like grief, you know, everybody has a different way of dealing through things, but we have to find what works for us because when we don't go forward in what, what works for us in terms of treatment, in terms of help, in terms of that release and being freed, um, man, it just, Oh, it could destroy you. It really can. Um, I also believe that we can kind of take a, a different angle when it comes to this. And I mean this in, this in the sense of being supportive, being there, um, that when we or someone has been subjected to this type of trauma, it's not showering them with pity over and over and over again. I don't think that really gets us anywhere. It's, you know, like I said before, it's loving them. It's being present. Um, and it's with time, I believe this is a big one, connecting them with the right support system um, that empowers them ultimately to be survivors. Um, I feel like when we use the term survivor instead of victim, it, it changes hands. 
um, the ball is in the court of the person more so than they're fumbling with the ball. Um, it, it, victim is, you know, kind of in my interpretation, like, you know, meaning uh, I'm, I'm weak. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to word it. And maybe I'm, I'm wrong. I feel like there's so much power when, when we kind of hold this word of survivor um, that we allow, whether it's our kids, whether it's a family member, whether it's ourselves, whether it's somebody we, we are close to, um, saying, you know what, we're here. I, I, I don't always know what to say, but I'm here. And it's, it's letting you know, you know, man, I believe this seriously. I've said this a bunch of times. I believe with all my heart when we, when we latch on to that survivor mentality, whether you're, you know, you're 12 years old or you're 78 years old, um, it does, it, it gives you that burst of, okay, okay, I'm a survivor, man, I'm a survivor. And with that, it's learning how to funnel things into a healthy way. Um, you know, kind of, you know, I talked with Ashley in last week's episode, um, who, who proudly talked like being a survivor and how it has given her this passion to inspire, educate, and impact people all over the country, dude, all over the place. She's using that to change the world. I mean, how awesome is that? She's using that to change the world. Um, and when we kind of latch on to that, you know, we're survivors. We're survivors. And um, unfortunately, there's a whole lot of us um, who feel hurt, who feel tired, who could feel alone. And that's where I say, you know, whatever method of support that that person needs is important. And if they're somebody who feels like, you know what, man, I'm not feeling so alone because knowing that there's other people who've been through things like me, then dude, it's connecting them with that. It's connecting them with that. Um, I think that's just so important meeting the people that are hurting with where they're at. And we'll particularly talk about family members, very close friends. Um, it's meeting them where they're at. It's not having judgment. It's not freaking out. It's not judging, judge-free zone, man. And um, it's loving them, man. It's loving them, praying for them, caring, compassion, and, um, you know, not pretending that you know how they feel because you don't. Um, but it's letting them know that, you, you know, you got their back. You got their back. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like, I'd encourage you, you know, if, you know, you've been through this or you know someone who has who, um, you know, would want to talk to somebody, there's hotlines that are anonymous that you can kind of unload on somebody. There's um, so many organizations that have support groups that are closed meetings that, um, you know, that you can not even talk, just listen. And I feel like listening can be a form of healing at times. I really do. Um, but it, it's, it's, man, not saying counseling, not saying therapy is something that is icky and something that is yuck and something that, ugh, well, it's a last resort. Man, it can do good things. 
Um, it could do good things and it should not be the only means of support because it's got to be feeling supported by other people, whatever outlets they need that are healthy. Um, having a punching bag in your room, you know, lifting weights, um, painting, writing, swimming, rollerblading, hopscotch, whatever, whatever, whatever it is that helps them, dude, that's what they got to do. Um, you know, I, I hope this episode, um, I don't know. I, I do believe we all learning life's, uh, you know, learning process, but having open dialogue with your kids, having open dialogue, you know, with ourselves, sometimes we can get so uncomfortable about things that if we're uncomfortable about them, the people close to us are certainly not going to be addressing that with us. And um, that'd be a bummer. That'd be a bummer. We can't keep kind of a closed door um, vibe going on. You know, nothing good comes of that. Nothing good. So with that, I do with all my heart, um, you know, I'm sending you a, a mental hug. Um, my vibes of goodness, my prayers, and just letting you know that you're not alone um, and wishing you all the peace love and goodness in the world, my friends. If you enjoyed today's show, I encourage you to visit goodnesschick.com and sign up for my newsletter, providing insights and encouragement just for you. Thanks for listening, my friends. Mm-hmm.